Hi, welcome to another podcast about uh, Indian Vedic astrology. If you are familiar with my other three audios, you know that this audio is for the absolute beginner who is interested in the Indian Vedic astrology. This is for the Western and Indian students who are beginners in this. There are great many good videos and books about the subject. So here we are just talking about the basics. The first video we spoke about the three tools, the three components that make Vedic astrology such an excellent predictive machine. Uh, it was the birth chart, which is one of the tools. The second tool is the chart of today's sky. And the third is the Vimshotri Dasha system. So the Indian astrology uses these three tools to uh, create a predictive machine. Uh, the second audio we spoke about the the chart itself the birth chart itself that it has got 12 houses uh, we spoke about the various signs in these houses uh, i urged you at the time to memorize the name of these 12 signs and the position of the 12 signs and uh, in the third audio we spoke about houses the indian vedic astrology uh, uses a house system and each house is for a certain quality of the person's life certain component of the person's life and uh, we said that the first house is about the overall personality seventh house is about marriage the twelfth house is about loss etc today we'll be looking about houses again but in greater depth because as i mentioned uh, each house has influenced by a planet so it is influenced by planets in different ways uh, a house is influenced by the planet which is residing in it which is a planet which is sitting inside that house uh, each house has got a planet which is an owner so planets own one or two houses in indian vedic astrology for example gemini is owned by mercury and so when mercury is in a certain location in the person's chart it does have some influence on this particular house uh, let me give you an example let's say the first house <coughs> is gemini for someone so gemini gives the person a very youthful appearance it gives them a lot of friends uh, they are quick witted and mercury which is again a very quick uh, mercurial planet uh, of wit and wisdom and uh, cleverness if that particular planet which is the owner of gemini is sitting in gemini itself it makes this person doubly witty it makes a person doubly clever but if the same mercury <coughs> which is the owner of uh, gemini is has gone on a tour in one of the 12 houses and if it's in a house which is not a nice house for Mercury <clears throat> then it won't be able to help this person much. So what we need to know is that uh, every house has got a planetary ruler. Okay, so I hope you remember the chart. The South Indian chart is a square type. It has got 12 houses. The top rightmost Square is Gemini, next is Cancer, the third is Leo, then comes Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, Aries and Taurus. Now, Gemini and Virgo, they have Mercury as their boss. So Mercury owns both these houses. So these uh, Gemini and Virgo have Mercury as a boss and Cancer has got Moon as its owner. Moon owns only one house. Leo 
is owned by sun who is natural leo is such a powerful egoistic uh, house and naturally it should have a powerful uh, owner and that is sun taurus and libra are owned by venus aries and scorpio are both owned by mars the fiery planet owns aries and uh, scorpio pisces and sagittarius are owned by jupiter the nice big planet aquarius and capricorn are owned by saturn so my friends if you are getting into learning vedic astrology by now you should be remembering all the 12 constellations and where they are located in this chart so the four corners if i were to ask you what are they you would immediately be able to say that gemini virgo sagittarius and pisces are in the four corners of the four squares of the 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 12 squares uh, if i were to ask you who owns gemini you should be immediately able to tell me that it is mercury and uh, if i ask the reverse question uh, which houses do mars own then you must say aries and scorpio so how do you remember this uh, i hope you are able to pull out a chart uh, just google and say south indian vedic chart and this 12 sign chart will pop up and notice on the right side there are two squares next to gemini the first is cancer which is owned by moon and next to that is sun and leo is owned by sun so imagine sun to be the the king and moon to be the queen it is natural that the king and queen are together right so they are always together the king just owns one mansion the queen just owns one mansion so they don't want to take care of more houses just remember it like that next to that is mercury why so because the planet which is next to sun in the solar system is mercury so next to sun remember it's mercury mercury owns virgo and gemini which is a planet which is next to mercury in the solar system venus so there you have venus which owns taurus and libra okay what comes after venus don't say earth because earth doesn't play a role in the astrology so it is mars correct which is the first outer planet so after venus it is mars mars owns aries and the scorpio after that is the grand old jupiter and jupiter owns pisces and sagittarius and by natural progression just as in the solar system we have saturn and saturn is right there owning aquarius and capricorn got it so that was not too difficult right so now let's see what is the effect now okay that was not too difficult right so the indian vedic astrologers those days they categorized some planets as good and some as bad now just in real life good people are not always good and bad people are not always bad bad people are good to some people and very good people sometimes are difficult for good people are you there with me so good planets are not always good and bad planets are not always bad but to start with we need to stereotype them so 
in the Indian Vedic astrology they placed great importance to the nice planet which is Jupiter so they considered Jupiter to be the guru and wherever Jupiter sat they said will do good so we will also count Jupiter to be the good planet the next good planet is the moon because moon is a cool planet later on you learn that according to the faces of the moon whether it's a waning moon or a waxing moon uh, or a full moon or a new moon it does have negative or positive effects but right now for simplicity let's take moon to be a good planet next comes venus now venus is considered in the indian mythology to be the leader of demons however he is also a planet who bestows upon beauty uh, music arts so he is considered to be a good planet the other planet is the sun now sun some people consider it to be a good planet some consider it to be a planet which can destroy other planets which are nearby but we'll still consider it to be a good planet as far as our discussion goes so we have jupiter which is a good planet mercury which gives wit and wisdom and mathematical ability again a good planet venus which bestows upon art artistic tendencies uh, to a person beauty so we'll consider it as a good planet and sun which gives person position and authority again a good planet moon of course being cool is a good planet then we have mars which usually is considered to be a bad planet because of its hot temper it wherever it is it leads to haste and quick action but it will be very useful if a person wants to be a warrior so generally mars is considered to be a bad planet in vedic astrology and then we have saturn saturn is a great teacher he brings about the greatest restriction greatest limitation in a person's chart and he's a great teacher and he's the most powerful of all the planets as far as i go but he is also considered to be a bad planet then of course we have rahu and ketu who are both imaginary planets they are mathematical points they are also considered to be bad planet so we have good planets and bad planets and depending upon where they are sitting which house they are sitting they will do good or bad to the native so i hope now you understood that uh, planets own houses Uh, some planets own more than one house some planets own only one house so the quickest way to remember that is sun is a king and he owns one big palace moon is a queen she owns one house and she owns cancer leo uh, which is a very proud house is owned by sun which is another proud planet cancer is represented by the crab uh, you know that crab appears in the seashore and it is in tune with the tide of the oceans the oceans are is of course affected by the moon so you can remember clearly that cancer and moon go together please remember that now astronomy kicks in into astrology astronomers have observed that next to the sun is mercury so similarly in our chart also next to the sun we have mercury on either side so Uh, mercury owns virgo mercury owns gemini next to mercury in the solar system we have venus so similarly in this chart also venus owns the next two houses taurus and libra uh, mars the fiery planet 
uh, owns Scorpio and Aries. Uh, Pisces and Sagittarius are owned by Jupiter, the nice planet. Uh, Aquarius and Capricorn are owned by Saturn. Um, Indian astrologers called some uh, planets as good and bad. Generally, they were confused about the goodness of Venus. Sometimes it is good, sometimes it is bad. Similarly, Mercury. So they anyway banded everything as okay to good. The planets which are really troublesome in a person's chart are Mars because it brings in the fiery temper as I said, Saturn because it brings in restriction and Rahu and Ketu because they are diabolical in nature. So uh, we need to remember this and then go forward to the next lesson. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.